At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Wednesday here in Sin City, and you are watching Wager Talk. This is your Sports Central for Better. So I want to welcome all of you watching on the Zumo Network, on the Stir Network, on the Pluto TV, all those of you listening on our iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. My name is Ted Sivransky. They call me Teddy Covers at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by my co-host and good friend Ralph Michaels at Cal Sports LV on Twitter. And let's get into it, Ralph. We have a loaded show for today. Of course, we'll do like we do at the top of every show. Take a little recap of what happened last night from a betting standpoint. We call that BBBB. We'll also break down NBA and college hoops for tonight. And yeah, we're about to take a deep dive into the two conference championship games in the NFL for Sunday. But first, let's do it. BB, 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 bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. And the headline from last night, Clemson straight up over number three Duke. And that was pretty much a wire-to-wire job. Give the Tigers credit after their football counterparts came up short of pulling the upset. The basketball counterparts came through and pulled off an impressive win last night against the Blue Devils. Both the Clemson Tigers and LSU Tigers basketball teams won. Teddy, I tweeted out this morning, yeah, well, North Carolina is way down. We know that. But Clemson is still only the fourth team since 2006 to beat North Carolina and Duke in back-to-back games. 
Notre Dame in the ACC tournament in 2015, Florida State in 2012, and Maryland in 2007 when they were in the ACC. So doesn't happen very often. Again, that's one of those situations where the schedule has to be in play and you have to win the first of those two matchups. But what Clemson did last night, impressive against the Duke Blue Devils, winning outright as double-digit underdogs. You talked about LSU winning outright last night. They did. They won straight up in overtime. So did Louisville. But both failed to cover in OT as road chalk. Uh, Louisville was at Pitt. They were open five, bet up to six. They win by five in the extra session. Similar story with AM. Couldn't cover minus, uh, sorry, couldn't cover with, L- with LSU. Couldn't cover minus six slash minus six and a half against the Aggies in College Station. Nonetheless, Louisville and LSU get the wins, but not the covers in overtime, which for underdog betters is a little bit of justice. <laughs> Whenever you have that dog and it goes into OT, you know it's a sweat, but. Louisville and LSU win the games. Pitt and A&M get the money. Eddie, I was on A&M yesterday, and we talked about it earlier when LSU was playing Arkansas. Vegas really loves this LSU team. I think they're a few points overrated, but LSU scored the last, LSU trailed by five, scored the last five points to go into OT, and then LSU hits a three-pointer at the first basket in OT. They shoot the second basket, they miss the three-pointer, or else they would have been up by six, and it would have been a whole different story. A&M, last 10 games, the dog has covered all 10. Buzz Williams now has him playing defense. That's an excellent one of those trends that goes way under the radar when you talk about a team that's not covering as a favorite but is covering as a dog. Texas A&M, the dog's covered 10 straight uh, based on Ralph Michael's number. The books got buried on this one. This is probably the worst result of the night in college hoops before the sports books. Florida money poured in. I mean, poured into that game. They opened 10, they closed 12 and a half, even higher in some spots. And it was a sweat for a little while. But when all said and done, the Gators pretty much dominated the Rebels and get the win and cover. Bad news for sports books, especially those that take a lot of college basketball action. The Gators got read the riot act after their road loss to Missouri. And you look at the Mississippi team, and they are just struggling. I mean, they've four straight losses now. And I couldn't get on Florida for one reason. Going into last night's game, they were 1-14-1 against the spread their last 16 games at home. At least now they prove they're out of that funk. Yeah, they were due. Although, <laughs> uh, uh, of course, and that's, a, the, the, I, I joke, the classic response for better. Oh, they're due. They've lost 162 in a row, but they're due. <laughs> they were due after that 1-14-1 ATS run. There was literally a game where a team stole the win last night. That was the Wisconsin Badgers. They were down by one without possession in the closing seconds. They get the steal. They call the timeout. They hit the game-winning three. They win by two. Don't cover minus two and a half against Maryland. Maryland now uh, 0-4 on the road, 13-0 when they're playing at home or a neutral a bad loss. All they had to do was get the ball in, make the free throw shots, and they get Mark Turgeon's first road win. Doesn't happen. Uh, Maryland really struggling offensively, obviously, with the 56-54 final. Yeah, I, I mean, the quotes from Turgeon after the game was that he was much happier with their performance last night than their previous road game where they got blown uh, off the floor. But 
that's a tough way for the Maryland Terrapins to lose, even though Terps backers still got the money. In the association last night, we saw the hottest team in the league get another win, get another cover. Well, the game stayed under the total. The hottest point spread team in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. Eight, uh, my number show, eight wins, zero losses, two pushes in their last 10. One of those pushes, well, you could have lost with, obviously. But the Grizzlies upsetting the Houston Rockets. They're impressive right now, Ralph, plain and simple. And for all of this, well, Memphis, they're growing, growing. They're the number eight seed in the West, and they're moving up. Yeah, Houston without a key player resting them. Uh, I'm going to add a couple more to that mix, Teddy. I saw your notes. Uh, I, I do have the Grizzlies 8-1-1, one, and one, but I understand that line was right in between. Since Christmas Day, the Jazz 9-1 and one against the spread, the Pelicans 8-1 and one against the spread, and the Thunder 8-2-1 and one ATS. Sure. So those are all the hottest teams. Memphis, however, has covered the most in a row right now. Six straight, three of them outright wins as underdogs. And last night was a big night for big chalk in the association. The Mavs minus eight and a half against Golden State. Piece of cake. The Clips minus 16 against the Cavs. No problem. And the Bucks minus 16 and a half. They too, nice and easy. Big night for big chalk. Value players didn't enjoy that all that much. Although in the association, the double digit favorites don't take quite as much money as they might chalk line movers coming up next plus we'll talk potential super bowl matchup state on the grid wait want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire dunk on your nba dfs competition with dailyroto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season compete with the pros with dailyroto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in nba dfs plus lineup alerts breaking news late swap support and much more save 10 percent on winning nba dfs advice with promo code dunk visit dailyroto.com backslash dunk to learn more at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Wager Talk here on a Wednesday. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down the world of sports and sports betting for you today. And Ralph, this is line movers, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to get to right off the top of this segment. And it starts with the potential Super Bowl matchup odds. From the Westgate here in Las Vegas, we'll have John Murray, uh, Westgate uh, Superbook USA race and sports director on tomorrow's show. But they've got lines for all four potential Super Bowl matchups. I wanted to get your take on these numbers because one of them, to me, stands out as being a bad number if the two teams end up meeting. Let's start with this. If it's Packers-Titans, Packers minus one, total 43 and a half. If it's Packers-Chiefs, Chiefs minus four and a half, total 52 and a half. If it's Niners-Titans, Niners minus four, total of 44. And if it's Chiefs 49ers, it's Chiefs minus one, 50 and a half. I'm going to ask you first, do these all make sense to you? Is there anything that stands out as a potential, hmm, this point spread might be off if these two teams end up playing? Obviously, if we're talking about the Packers and the Titans, they're both be coming off upset wins. If it's Packers versus Chiefs, it's only Green Bay. If it's 49ers versus Titans, it's only Tennessee. What's your take uh, on these potential Super Bowl matchup odds? They're bettable now over at the Westgate here in Vegas. I would make the Chiefs probably six and a half, Teddy. Um, <clears throat> I don't. Is that the game you were looking at? Well, I, I, I thought the Chiefs would be higher than the Packers, but I don't think Green Bay gets is favored over Tennessee if Tennessee beats Kansas City. I really don't. I think that if you look at the Titans, and yeah, they'll be a number six seed. But if you look at what they've done down the stretch of the regular season and what they've done in the postseason, I have to think that Tennessee at worst would be a pick in that game. And they might be favorites. I think they'll get more credit for beating KC than Green Bay will get for beating San Fran. Agree or disagree? Agree. You know, the Packers had the bye. And, you know... <sighs> Well, you know, I don't know. By transitive properties, you can go back and you can say, well, Seattle beat a very banged-up Philly team and Green Bay beat up a very banged-up uh, banged Seattle team, so the Packers don't deserve to be there. But if they beat San Francisco, then they do deserve to be there. I think, you know, it's that Aaron Rodgers factor, but uh, 
you know, I look at them, obviously the Chiefs minus one, that was the look ahead number. That was the number you could have bet, you know, last week we talked about that. Uh, I, I think I, I think my favorite bet on that board right now would, would be the Chiefs. I am happy to lay the four and a half with Kansas City's improved defense and their offense against Green Bay. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm with you 100% that that line too looks a little bit cheap. If the Packers get there against Kansas City, I would expect that line to be closer to a touchdown, the four and a half. Oh, of course, you know, if Green Bay wins by 50 and KC wins by one, maybe we'll see a number in that range. Interesting discussion, but it also goes to show you that when the Super Bowl lines come out on Sunday night, there's already a range for these numbers and we can adjust and pay attention so we know how much of adjustments the markets have made and the sportsbook directors have made uh, off these potential look-ahead lines. Packers one over the Titans, Chiefs four and a half of the Packers, Niners four over the Titans, Chiefs one over the Niners. Let's talk about what happened in New Jersey yesterday because New Jersey came out with their numbers for December and their numbers for 2019. And the net win for 2019 299 million bucks on sports betting. That's how much Jersey betters has lost last year. And that would equal the second biggest win for any year in Nevada sports betting history. Close to 300 million bucks. Jersey betters, not so good. And the key point for this, and I wanted to put it separately, but for the year, New Jersey books held 6.5%, which is high which is very high for calendar year 2019. It speaks to the wise guys, the pro bettors still being located largely here in Vegas. Jersey hasn't gotten the wise guy money the way Las Vegas had. Agreed. I think you also have to look at those numbers, Teddy. And that 6.5% is probably inflated by 2 or 3% with what the Jersey gamblers had to take with early on. Remember, we saw 20 and 30 cent and 40 cent lines. I mean, gamblers were getting raped by the sports books in New Jersey. It settled down a lot as more and more competition gets into New Jersey. We're going to see a set 10 cent line. But with the competition in Vegas, you know, you're betting an NFL game, you get a 10 cent line. You're betting a regular NFL game in New Jersey, you are getting a 20 cent line in some of those sports books. Of course, that's going to show for a large profit, and that's going to show for a six and a half percent hold. Sure. I'll take the under six and a half percent hold for New Jersey books in 2020. The initial market inefficiencies are getting ironed out in a hurry in New Jersey, and the competition is there worth noting the vast majority of the money bet in New Jersey in 2019 came via devices from your mobile apps and the like, not inside the brick and mortar casinos. Of course, the brick and mortar casinos in New Jersey, there's a bunch of them, but it's just not like the strip, man. The strip is easy to get in and out from one book to the next. Not always so easy in the garden state. Let's talk line movers for tonight. And we'll start in the association where Jason Tatum, the Celtics' second-leading scorer and second-leading rebounder, uh, is now out for tonight. And, of course, this is the first of back-to-backs for Boston tomorrow against Milwaukee. That's a game that's likely to have their interest. No surprise that we're seeing Pistons money in Boston tonight. 
But the Pistons, Ralph, are in free fall. 3-12 and 12 against the spread. Their last 15 games. And Blake Griffin, I'm oh, sorry, Andre, Blake Griffin's out. Andre Drummond was benched by uh, Coach Casey for the entire fourth quarter and overtime of their last home loss to New Orleans earlier in the week. Clearly understand the line move. It made me look something up in the database, Teddy, and I'm going to put you out on the limb. I wanted to look up the last two years how teams in the Eastern Conference do as a home favorite with the Milwaukee Bucks on deck. Do they look forward to playing the Bucks and have a letdown that game? Or do they have a good ATS record the game before Milwaukee? I would have to think that it would be a letdown situation. Although, I I would rather have 82 games from January to January as opposed to the first half of the season uh, for Milwaukee last year because they weren't fully considered to be uh, elite then. You know, from year to year, I would I would assume those two teams would have a losing ATS mark. All right, I'm going to adjust it right now and go since January 1st, 2019 to now. Sure. The home favorite with Milwaukee on deck, 15-7-1 against the spread. Wow. All right. So they get up before playing. I'm surprised, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bottom line is, I don't care what the situation is for Boston. I want no part of Detroit right now. They're a one-way team uh, for me, uh, especially given the ongoing chemistry situation between the coach and the star player. Uh, we got injuries for Denver in the backcourt. Gary Harris, very questionable tonight. Jamal Murray, very questionable tonight. Therefore, we're seeing money for Charlotte and the under, despite the fact that it's been a rough road trip uh, for Charlotte. The tail end, they're playing four in six. They've lost each of the first three. They're taking money because of Denver's injuries tonight. Well, Denver, Denver was 0-8-1 as a home favorite. We talked about Denver playing down to their level of competition and then pulling off an upset win against Dallas. They're in that role again, so I can't argue that spot. Yeah, and it's official now, Ralph. The markets are officially fading Virginia on the road. The money coming for Florida State so far today. The Cavs have had some ugly no-shows on the highway this season. The markets aren't sleeping on that. Agree with the line move. Uh, you know, Virginia just doesn't look right to me. Completely agree with and that. I'm with you. And last but not least, Georgetown getting a little market love as chalk against Creighton. Do you believe that the Blue Jays will be outclassed against the Hoyas tonight? No, I don't. I like Creighton. I had Creighton in my mix to be a play. It didn't make it as a play, but they were close. When we come back, big game breakdowns. NFL, oh, NBA, and college hoops. Stay on the grid. Wait, you're talking to me. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to be the next daily fantasy legend? Go for the green dailyroto.com. This fantasy golfs. For a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the dailyroto.com fantasy golf optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to dailyroto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven-day golf membership. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. It's time for big game breakdowns, Ralph. We have a ton to talk about in NBA and college hoops the association and for this evening. Plus, well, we'll probably save the NFL for the next segment. Let's get into it right now when it comes to hoops for tonight. And we'll start in Philadelphia where the 76ers, they've been betting Brooklyn so far, and they've been betting the over. Sixers, seven and a half. Really, most places are down to seven now. Total as high as 223, although it had been bet up from 218 all the way up to 223, and now we've seen a little bit of buyback 
down to 222 in some spots between the Sixers and the Nets. Philly hasn't played great ball without Joel Embiid. No surprise. The Nets on the second of back-to-backs with Kyrie Irving back in the lineup. They were wiped out by Utah last night. They got wiped out again in the ESPN showdown in Philly this evening. Eddie, I am one that likes playing on a team that has playoff revenge. Brooklyn, of course, first time in Philly after getting knocked out of the playoffs last year, but the team is so different, I don't think you can put that into play. You know, then I look at the Sixers side and I say, well, we know they only have two losses at home and they're off a loss themselves. How have they done in that spot? Well, as a home favorite this year, coming off a straight up loss, they've, they've, gone five and two. So both of their losses have been in that role and they've gone two and five against the spread six and one to the over when they're at home off a straight up loss. So I agree with that early money with the over a game. I'm not looking at, you know, until we know what, what Kyrie can really do. Do you have any take on this game side or total Teddy? If I'm playing, I'm laying, uh, I like Philly off a bad showing. And I think Brooklyn on the second of back-to-backs against a team that's playing defense, then there's going to be an adjustment period here for the Nets with Kyrie back in the lineup. We saw some of it last night where the offense didn't click against Utah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of it tonight in Philadelphia. Sixers are pass for this better. The American Airlines Arena has been good to the Miami Heat, 17-1 and this year. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite, a 220 against San Antonio. Yeah, and this is a really a fascinating game. If you ask a casual fan, name me two players in the Heat, they're stumped. You know, a lot of them get Jimmy Butler. And after that, I mean, Miami has the ultimate no-name contributor roster. You know, do people know Bam out of bio? No, no, not yet. Maybe they will when he becomes an all-star. Uh, and he could be an all-star this year. You know, none. They know the rookies that are really heating up for Miami? No. You can make an argument that the Heat have overachieved this season. You really can they're coming off back-to-back losses. They haven't been in that spot regularly, and the, both of them bad losses, especially the one against the Knicks over the weekend where they blew a fourth-quarter lead and couldn't get stops down the stretch. It's absolutely a Miami spot. But if the Heat have overachieved so much over the first part of the campaign that the markets are just a little bit too high on them, I don't know that Miami's going to have that same bet on potential over the second half, certainly not right now that they did over the first half of the campaign, and San Antonio does. The Spurs, who played so poorly, were they 6-18-1 against the spread, their first 25, and everything was going wrong, and the chemistry wasn't there, and they weren't hitting shots. You know, they just won at Toronto. They might be live here in Miami. So there's been a little bit of heat money. My first lean was towards Miami, but the more I looked at it, the less I liked it. Teddy, this is the new portion to the show. Test Teddy for the thumbs up or thumbs down. I have an NBA <laughs> an NBA angle I want to talk about. We're going to talk about OKC laying one and a half, a total of 213 and a half to Toronto. So here's the situation. When Toronto is off a loss as a favorite, and in that game, they were leading after the first quarter, they were leading after the second quarter, they were leading after the third quarter, but they lost the game like at what happened against San Antonio on Sunday. The Raptors are 0-16 against the spread and only 4-12 and straight up. 
despite having an average line of being a three-point favorite? That is a really interesting stat. And it does make some sense. It says that a team that just blew a game sometimes has a hard time bouncing back for their next one. And the markets are moving towards Toronto. They're moving against OKC again. <laughs> you know, Marcus Gasol back in the lineup for uh, the Raptors. Toronto coming off a loss. Toronto has gotten much healthier. They're still missing Van Vliet, but, you know, they got Norm Powell back, obviously. Uh, and they're almost at full strength. And they're coming off a loss. The markets are saying this matters. But OKC is a one-way team, man. <laughs> you know, what's happening with the Thunder is not a mirage. Some of what, you know, Miami being at the top of the East, there's a little bit of mirage in that. OKC being a, a, a in the playoff mix in the West, I don't see mirage in that. I really don't. And I look at the Thunder as the undervalued commodity of the NBA over the first half of the campaign. They've shown it with the single best point spread record, and the markets are still fading them. Not with my money. And again, when the stars come back, there's often a readjustment period of a game or two or three. We saw Toronto lose the first uh, with a couple of their stars back. Gasol returning tonight. I don't trust them to get the win in OKC. It'd be thunder or pass for this better. Let's shift over to the college ranks and take a look at some of the big games on TV for tonight. And we'll start uh, with the Butler Bulldogs. Minus four and a half total, 128 and a half against Seton Hall. The money has come for the underdog Pirates, and it's also shown for the over. This total was 125.5, moved up three full points. Agree or disagree with that line moving? What's your take on Butler-Seton Hall tonight? It's one of those games, despite the short line, I like Butler to win the game because Hinkle is one of the strongest home courts there is. No one has a better resume than Butler. 15-1 and one against a top 40 schedule, with the only loss on the road at Baylor by one point, a game you covered. But these are the best two teams in the Big East. Villanova is just outside in my mind, third. Creighton is fourth. But these two teams know that this is a battle for the Big East title. And when I can take a team like Seton Hall that has a top 10 defense and has the best player on the court with Miles Powell, and I'm getting points, it's a situation that I look at that I, I, I'm either going to play on or not play the game. So the game to me is a toss-up. Early money on the over, I disagree. I think this is going to be a war. I think this game is going to end up in the 50s, and I think the first team to 60 wins the game. Sure, of course, that's an, uh, a slight early start, 3.30 here on the left coast, 6.30 Eastern time on FS1 tonight. Ralph says, look at Seton Hall plus the points and maybe the under in that one. We talked about the Virginia Cavaliers as the market's officially saying to Virginia this year. Well, this point spread shows it and the money's come for Florida State. The Seminoles minus six and a half total 113. We've seen a little bit of over money. has been bet up uh, to 115, 114 and a half. Is this a good matchup for the Seminoles to take care of? of a vulnerable Virginia team right now. Yeah, you know, you look at you look at Virginia and you know, by no means are they a walkover. But 
you know, when you lose the home at South Carolina by 11, you lose at home to Syracuse by eight in overtime, there's clearly some questions. They're going to play the slowest pace in the country. They still have an elite defense, but their offense has just been horrific. And that's where Florida State makes the difference. Florida State has a dynamic offense. You know, you're looking at guys across the board. You have a six foot four point guard in Trent Forrest who can score. You have a big, you have a big uh, offensive rebounding team, which is what you need to do when you're playing Virginia. So uh, I clearly agree with the line move on on the Seminoles. Let's talk Auburn and Alabama. And we talked about the undefeated teams remaining in college basketball. San Diego State got the road win uh, last night and pulled out the cover at the end. Auburn at Alabama today. The money's come for the home dog Crimson Tide. Is this where the Tigers' undefeated season ends? The Aztecs can open the champagne tomorrow as the only undefeated team in college basketball. I do think that. You look at Auburn's schedule They've played a very weak schedule. It's not even in the top 100s. You look at their road games, two road games this year. They played at South Alabama. They won by one point. They played a Mississippi State team that they did beat. Alabama, some struggles early. That's to be expected. When you have a new head coach like Nate Oates, who came over from Buffalo, who says, I want to be the fastest-paced team in the country, you're going to lose a game early to Penn. You're going to lose a game early to Rhode Island. But down the stretch, the only losses have been away from home against a very good Penn State team, against a very good Florida team who just we, we saw had a great performance last night. That was double overtime, and they lost on the road to Kentucky. This is a strong, strong home field. Auburn has not been tested. Alabama knocks Auburn from the ranks of undefeated. So will we call it an upset? It'll only be a little upset. They're point and a half home dogs. The mainstream media will go crazy with Alabama upsetting uh, Auburn tonight. Ralph says, if you're going to play that game, take the Crimson Tide, maybe take them on the money line. When we come back, I hear there are a couple of big games in the NFL this weekend. I think we're going to talk about Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You can find us on YouTube at Sports Grid Network. That's all fantasy and sports wagering all the time. On YouTube at Sports Grid Network. You can also find us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Again, Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Please give us a follow today. Thank you. There's a couple of big games in the NFL this weekend, Ralph. We're not going to talk Pro Bowl. No. (laughs) Not going to talk Senior Bowl in college. I mean, for those of you who cap it, best of luck to you. We're going to focus on the final three games in the NFL schedule that matter. Of course, that'll be the Super Bowl, but we won't know who's playing until Sunday night, which gives us two games to talk about today. Let's deep dive into the two NFL playoff games for this weekend. And Ralph, it is rare, but it happened. It's Wednesday. I haven't made an NFL bet this week. I don't know that's happened uh, all year. Maybe week 17. I don't think I played much early. But for me, I'm still debating these two games right now. Let's talk them out. We'll start with the first game on the rotation order, even though it's the late game, if you're actually watching it, the first, that would be the San Francisco 49ers minus seven and a half, total of 45 against the Green Bay Packers. Now, these two teams met early in the season, and Green Bay was coming off a bye, rested and ready. They went to San Fran, and they got smacked, smoked, annihilated. It wasn't close, it wasn't pretty. Now, there were a couple of High leverage plays in that game early that helped open the door for a blowout. Aaron Rodgers fumbled near his own goal line in the first quarter, set up a cheap Niners score. They got stuffed on fourth and inches, and you know the 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 measurement, you know, but they didn't make it. Uh, Aaron Jones got stuffed on a fourth and one, uh, which set up another 49ers score, and the route was on. You look at the box score; it looks ugly for Green Bay. They never made a run after getting smacked around early in that contest. Do we expect the same for the rematch? And maybe the question to ask is, can Jimmy G outduel Aaron Rodgers as seven and a half point favorites? At first glance, I've been a 49ers believer, Ralph. I really have. But this ain't no bargain to support San Fran. 
against a Packers team that hasn't been pretty, but has found ways to win ugly all year long. Teddy, I'm going to recall a conversation we had here on the show and throw it back to you and ask your thought. It was a, I believe, a Monday night game, and it was Minnesota and Green Bay, and you were on Minnesota, and you said, boy, I had the wrong side because I could have had Aaron Rodgers against Cousins, and I had Aaron Rodgers as a dog. So now, does that same philosophy hold true to Garoppolo? Is Garoppolo at home? comparable to Cousins at home? No, and here's why. Shanahan, that's why. When we talk about coaches who design game plans that are, I mean, better than any other team, San Fran's offensive execution and their offensive game plan this year, second to none, and that includes Kansas City or Baltimore or anybody else who scored touchdowns in bunches, I mean, I'm not saying they're way better than those teams, but I'm saying on that level of Baltimore and Kansas City, when it comes to play calling more than any other team, Shanahan has been able to call his receivers open. And that's helped Garoppolo a ton. Stefanski got the Browns job. Of course he did. Cleveland's always going to hire the wrong guy. Uh, But when it comes to the creative play calling, the design of the play calling, 49ers are doing something that I haven't seen other teams other than Baltimore and KC do, which is legitimately out-scheme their opponents. And that's the difference here. Not like Zimmer's a clown, you know, or Stefanski's a clown or anything like that, but Shanahan is at a different level. And, of course, when he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl, who'd he beat? They beat the same Green Bay defense, and they scored 44 points against them with a pretty darn good offensive game plan in that contest, for whatever that's worth. So I do think there is some difference in the nuance between this and the last time I didn't take Aaron Rodgers and was mad at myself for not doing it as a dog against Cousins. The Niners are better than the than the Vikings, both in terms of personnel, offense and defense, and maybe in terms of coaching. You know, one storyline people aren't talking about, yes, a first-year head coach, a third-year head coach, no playoff experience besides this year. But as you said, Kyle Shanahan was the Atlanta OC for two years. He scored 36 against Seattle, scored 44 against Green Bay, and then scored 28 against New England before getting shut down late. But people don't remember that Matt LaFleur was on that Atlanta team as well. He was the quarterback coach. Kyle Shanahan was actually his boss. So he's had no experience calling plays. And yeah, he was the Rams OC in 2017 and the Tennessee OC in 2018. But as the Rams OC, he didn't call plays for them either. So now he's put in a position. He's coached one game. It was against a beat-up Seattle team playing their second straight road game. I completely agree with you that... You know, Garoppolo's 24 and 5. They have the better offense overall with Kittle and the running at game. And people give Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers a lot of credit because Aaron Jones has 1,100 yards and 4.5. I think San Fran's running game gets overlooked because it was three different guys all putting up 600 yards, but averaging almost five yards per carry as a group with Molzer, Coleman, and Breida. So, um, What I take out of the first game they played is this, five sacks. That has to be a concern for Rodgers. If he starts having happy feet, and I I think he will, D. 
Ford's return from injury keeps the pressure off Bosa, DeForest Buckner, Armstead. They have an elite group of guys. They have two complete units of defensive ends that can rush the quarterback being fresh. Uh, to me, I don't mind laying the hook in this game. I am a San Fran fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I from a total standpoint, the dominant unit on the field last week for the 49ers was their defense. Green Bay, the defense came pretty close to blowing the game against Seattle. And when you look at their numbers against the run, they're bottom quartile for the full season. To me, that's a little bit of a misleading stat because at no point this year did I watch opposing teams gash Green Bay on the ground repeatedly. So I want to ask you, is that stat legit? Do you think Green Bay's a legitimately a bottom quartile team defensively here? Because if they are against the run, because if they are, yeah, it could get ugly. No, I agree with you. Yes, it's 4.7 yards per carry, but you look over Green Bay season, they did not allow any opponent to rush for 200 yards overall. And they, you know, they allowed 119 yards rushing. They only allowed 12 more yards per game rushing than San Francisco did when you're looking at the per game basis. One more concern that I have, though, for the Packers is this is a 13-3 and team in the regular season. On the road, they got outgained by 34 yards per game. That is much more like a 7-9 and team, not a 13-3 and team. And it's worth noting, when it comes to first-year coaches to win Super Bowl Bowls in the modern era, let's call 1990 the modern era. Uh, in the modern era, there's been two. And both of them had teams that were already right there. Uh, we saw Bill Callahan go with the Raiders the year after John Gruden uh, left town. Uh, and then we saw after Dungy left uh, Indy, uh, it was Jim Caldwell uh, taking over and getting the Colts to the Super Bowl. But both those teams were right there. Green Bay hasn't been in the playoffs the last two years. So what LaFleur is trying to do is something that hasn't been done in the modern era of NFL football. Let's chalk the let's talk the early game, which is the nightcap in rotation order. That, of course, Kansas City and Tennessee, the Chiefs and the Titans. Look at it, seven and a half in this game, total of 53. And among the wise guys that I've talked to in town this week, when it comes to these two games, they both fall right into the teaser wheelhouse for a lot of guys where you're getting the three, four, six, and seven all in your favor. If you tease San Fran down and you tease Kansas City down, you can get them both at minus one and a half, basically, if they win and we get the top two, uh, the top seeds in each of the two uh, conferences in the Super Bowl, well, that's going to cash a two-team teaser. In this in this uh, round, Teddy, the last 16 years, home favorite has gone 23-9 and nine straight up, 17-14-1 against the spread, 18-13-1 over-under. A six-point teaser to the home favorite has gone 24-7 and 1. Uh, you look at uh, you look at teams. I will mention this for the Titans. Teams in this round that pulled an upset of uh, of as a dog of six or more, like Tennessee did. That team with an average line of oh, a touchdown or more has gone six and five straight up 
eight and three against the spread. So there is something to be said for that live dog that got through a round and now is still alive in this round. But man, what Kansas City did after being down 24 nothing just set the standard for me that, you know, it was it was such a difference watching Baltimore be down and Lamar Jackson's reactions and watching KC be down by more than that and Mahomes as a leader taking over like he did. Tennessee is where they are because they've led at the half. I think they're they're 10 and 1 when they're had the halftime lead. You had 71 yards passing from Tannehill and 83 against Baltimore. You got outgained by 35 yards and you got outgained by 230 yards last week. But if you have the lead and if your defense can play back and not have to worry about giving up every first down and you can run Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans fell into the perfect scenario the last two weeks. I think KC scores 30. Can Tennessee score 30? Not in their traditional offense that they're going to have. Uh, I did get to the window with this game in the over. It's gone up a point and a half since I played it. But I think Tennessee has to have the mentality coming in that we know we have to score at least four touchdowns to win. I think early in the game, Tennessee is going to throw deep to perhaps set up the run later. And I think KC, after that 24 nothing. uh Deficit to start last week's game comes in here fired up, ready to play. So Andy Reid does not exactly have a great track record in games like this. And Andy Reid, a remarkable head coach, you know, 20 years of success in the regular season. When it comes to the postseason, Reid's teams have consistently and repeatedly come up short. He's made one Super Bowl. He's made like eight conference championship games. And I remember the Eagles were going every year with Andy Reid and every year they would lose in the conference championship game. Does that concern you at all about KC? And what about the matchup here? You know, Chiefs pass defense has been head and shoulders better than it was, you know, because of the pass rush. But when Tennessee beat Kansas City earlier this year, they were able to run the football. They were able to run it effectively. Can KC stop Henry? And if they can't, can Tennessee hang around long enough to stay within this number? The difference being Henry was at home. Fitzpatrick, excuse me, Tannehill was at home. You can change the play. You can hear cadences. You can change your offensive line calls. That's not going to happen in Arrowhead. It's going to be too loud. And I think that's the difference in the game. You know, again, you have Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. He can even make Andy Reid win a conference final. Yeah, I know. I know I said I was going to take KC. I was like the winner of KC Houston's my support. And I'm just so worried about it. I choked job in that one. I really am. We'll talk these games more before the week is through. When we come back, what's a tout? What do we do differently? Stay tuned. Wager Talk continues. Get on the grid. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. We're here in the home stretch of a Wednesday. And today we're going to talk uh, about what a tout is. And I'll tell you what. Had to be a decade ago now. I did. I used to write a, a weekly column for gaming today, which is a, you know, a, a paper that you find for free uh, in many of the sports books. Uh, you find it back east as well. Uh, now, I wrote a weekly column for them, and I spent all summer. There's nothing to write about in the summer. You know? uh, I spent all summer working on a research project with Howard Schwartz, who at the time uh, was the owner of the uh, Gambler's Book Club here in Vegas. And the topic was the history of gambling. <laughs> so uh, I went, you know, uh, went back where they found all the stuff from the Egyptians used to gamble and, uh, you know, all gambling through the ages and gambling here in the States. And the first mention of a tout a tout being someone that offers plays for sale, came in the horse racing era of the teens and 20s here in the United States, basically in the 20s, where guys would sit outside the racetracks and go, yeah, I got a pick for you. Yeah, I got a pick for you. Costs a couple of bucks, though. Ralph, you and I both have hung out a shingle. We both sell plays. Uh, We give out a ton of info here on the show, but we also, as part of our income, uh, get uh, clients, and give plays to those clients. That's what a tout does in the modern era. What do we do differently when it comes to selling, promoting, authenticity? Talk to me about what a tout is and and how you feel about that label. Dictionary definition of a tout. 
attempt to sell something typically by pestering people in an aggressive or bold manner. If you get called, hang up. If you get text, don't pay attention. If you get an email, delete it. If someone's coming to you trying to sell information, do not buy it. If you are following someone that is not asking you to buy, but you know they sell, if you appreciate the work they've done, if you read their write-ups and know they're putting in the work and the dedication and that's what they do full-time, we are selling picks as a handicapper. We are not a tout aggressively trying to sell our picks or reaching out to people to buy them. Excellent point. I couldn't. Your definition was way better than mine, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much out there in viewer land and listener land for taking time out of your busy day to hang with Ralph and I. We'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and John Guasamacchia coming up right here. Get on the grid and stay on the grid. Thanks for watching. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.